Happy New Year, everybody. I hope 2024 is off to a great start. I hope 2023 ended so well for you and your family. Uh, I am excited for 2024. I have a lot of fun things planned. The last few weeks, uh, you know, I got to say, thank you so much for your patience as we enter the new year. I was truly hoping to have the final episode of season one. This episode, the final episode of season one out a few weeks ago, closer to the new year, maybe even before the new year, but traveling for the holidays and scheduling just wasn't making it possible. So I apologize for that, but thank you so much for your patience. I hope that 2024 is off to a great start for you. It has been a ride for me so far, <laughs> to be completely honest, but I am so excited for season two that will be coming up and I'll get into that in a little bit. But overall, Gladiator Disc Golf, Teach Play Disc Golf, the podcast, I am so excited for everything that I've been working and planning and talking with people. I think it's going to be awesome. But first, for this episode, before we get talking too much about the future, I want to welcome you. So glad that you are here. And uh, let's get into the outline for the show. So like I alluded to, I have some updates. I'm going to run through a couple updates with you guys. Uh, after that, we will talk about a disc golf skill that I think is going to help a lot of players in this off-season time as tournaments are going to start heating up again in the next few weeks to a few months, depending on where you live. And so a, a disc golf skill that's going to help uh, as you practice and work on some things. And then we're going to just mention some pro sponsorships and kind of my thoughts, but uh, that'll be later in the episode and that will be all. We don't have a disc review today. Um, just wanted to jump on here for a few minutes, talk with you all and wrap up season one. So let's go ahead and let's get right into it. So some of the updates uh, for this off season, obviously we are wrapping up season one of Teach Play Disc Golf with this episode. There will be a season two and you can expect season two of Teach Play Disc Golf to start around the time of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. So I'm thinking end of February, beginning of March. And in the interim, in that time between now and then, I will be creating some coaching content to help us. This is gonna be more like the instructional videos that I've made on my channel for the last four and a half years. Um, I've been adding more of those slowly, not a whole lot, but definitely adding some of that in between some of these episodes. My goal is to do that a little more regularly, just building a cadence with all that, building some uh, plans and schedules for all those things. But I am super excited for that. That's going to be when I'm gonna be working on things that I'm working on that I wanna share with you and coaching content to help you, instructional content, that kind of jazz. Speaking of coaching, I have coaching available, not only in person, but also virtual. So this is a fairly new update. I posted about it on, uh, on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Threads. By the way, if you're not on Threads, I wanna encourage you to check it out. If you have an Instagram account, uh, you pretty much have a Threads account. You just gotta open it. So, <laughs> so this coaching uh, update, coaching being available, is virtual coaching. And it's something that I've wanted to do uh, for a while. It's been on and off and, you know, not something been really consistent. But now with my Discord server, this podcast and all that kind of stuff, it is something that I'm wanting to be more active and reaching out to people or allowing people to reach out to me and creating those opportunities for coaching. So there's a couple things about this. Like I mentioned in the post, 
I've been noticing over the last really few years, but especially in the last year, year and a half, a lot of, for lack of a better term, aggression in the online disc golf coaching world. It just feels like there are uh, a lot of coaches out there who are being very aggressive in their teaching styles, basically their way or the highway kind of mentality. And while I understand and believe that there are certain aspects of the throw that everybody needs to do, I want to create a coaching and student experience for you where my goal is to give you the skills and the confidence you need to develop your game. Ultimately, I want you to be able to grow and develop your game without me, okay? Um, Obviously, I would love to continue working with you, layering skills and that kind of thing, but if you're looking for foundational stuff, I don't wanna be coaching you on foundational stuff for two years because then I'm doing a really bad job. So I've just noticed in a lot of the coaching world, it's so hypercritical. I think that's a better word than aggressive. It's been very hypercritical um, the last couple of years, overanalyzing every single aspect of the throw. And I'll be 100% honest, this is something that I've been guilty of in my own form. I try not to be hypercritical of other people, uh, but this is something of when I look at my own form that I become hypercritical of, and I tend to overthink things naturally. And so when, when I'm being hypercritical and then you add that to my overthinking, it's a recipe for disaster. And I just feel like, and I've seen a lot of coaches behaving this way, and I don't want to create that kind of coaching environment. So my goal is to give you the skills and confidence you need to develop your game, get to the next level, whatever that level is for you. Uh, we're going to focus on that growth and development. Okay, if you're a foundational learner, we will work on foundational things. If you're more intermediate or advanced, we'll work on those things. But it's focused on you while paying attention to a couple things. There are two main things. I'm a firm believer over the last year and a half to two years, as I've learned more about disc golf form uh, holistically and also within my own form, these things called, I've called them before biomarkers, but I mean, uh, I'm using a new term called bioefficiencies. This is something that Taiyi and I have talked a lot about. Bioefficiencies, basically moments in form and in your throw that no matter what your throw might look like, quote unquote, for those of you not watching, only listening, quote unquote, what it might look like, every disc golfer should be doing these things. And every professional is doing these things. It might just look a little differently. So we have bioefficiencies being the first thing. The second thing is uh, I want to embrace your unique capabilities. Okay, not everybody is going to have the same talents and the same skills. And so if you're wanting to focus on one thing or you have uh, a physical inability to do something or you just prefer not to throw a certain way, like we're going to work with that. We're going to mold your game around those skills. We'll talk about disc selection. We'll figure out how to make your game even better with your unique capabilities. For example, somebody who was on the Pro Tour last year, Jake Wolf, he's been a pretty big Instagram guy uh, because of his unique uh, game. Not even throwing style necessarily because he doesn't throw anything weird, but his game is different. He throws forehands and then he throws uh, thumbers or tomahawks. Uh, he, I, I don't know a lot of his story. I don't know if there's a reason he doesn't throw backhand or if he only does it occasionally. But a lot of the times, 
anytime I'm seeing him on Instagram, it's Thummer, Tomahawk, or Forehand. And I mean, he rips on those. So when I think of someone with unique capabilities, I think of Jake Wolf. Not a lot of players can do what he does. And it works for him, and it's been great for him. He's a very highly rated player, plays well. And so, you know, if you are like, I just, I, I have, you know, physical limitations for the backhand for some reason, but I can throw a forehand, we would focus on the forehand. So bio-efficiencies, embracing your unique capabilities. And when we meet, you can expect that we'll talk about drills, we'll review drills uh, that you can do. I will give you an understanding of why you are doing these specific things. And then the next steps to reach your goal. Some of those next steps, depending on the student that you are, might be, hey, we have tapped out everything that I can teach you. I want to direct you to go to this person or that person who I think can help you a little bit more uh, for whatever reason that may be. There are a lot of great coaches out there. And so whether it's tapped out my knowledge or we just, you know, find that it's better for you to work with someone else, we can do that too. But you will expect drills, you can expect an understanding of why we are doing something. I'm not just going to coach you to do something and not have you understand why you're doing it. And then the next steps to reach your goal. So if you're interested in any of that, you can reach out to me on Instagram or Discord. The link for my Discord server will be down below in the description, no matter what platform you're on, and it's also linked in my Instagram uh, profile as well. If you message me on Instagram or Discord, you can schedule a free coaching call. Now, if you reach out to me on Instagram, just know the free coaching call is going to be through Discord. So you will have to join my Discord server in order to get that free coaching call. But during that call, here's what you can expect. We're going to analyze your form and we're going to create a plan for you. We're not just gonna chit chat, we're gonna give you something in about a 30 minute meeting that you can feel confident and you can go from there and we can schedule more sessions if that is interesting to you. But the first one, absolutely free, you and I will just get to talk. So if any of that is interesting to you, you can go ahead and pause this episode and message me right now or do it later if you're driving. I do not want you texting and driving. So with that, let's go ahead and let's move into our disc golf skill. Speaking of coaching, speaking of form, let's talk about something that everybody has heard before, the power pocket. So the power pocket is this ideal position for throwing right before the di right before the disc leaves your hand, okay? Um, typically, it's described as this sort of um, box in front of you with your torso, shoulder to shoulder, then shoulder to your throwing elbow, and then your throwing elbow to your wrist, and then that wrist to your back shoulder. It's this kind of box that you form directly in front of you. This positioning creates the space that you need between your chest and the disc and the angles and power you need to throw with distance and accuracy. When you're forming the power pocket at one specific moment, it's going to actually create a perfect box. But it is outside of that split moment, it is either your extension or you're coming more into your throw where the box starts to collapse a little bit. But I want us to just focus on how first, uh, first I want us to focus on how to form it. So, you know, I just described shoulder to shoulder, then to elbow, then to wrist, then back up to shoulder. But how do we do that and what does that look like? Well, as 
in case you don't know, if this is the first time you're listening to uh, an episode of Teach Play Disc Golf, welcome. But one of the issues that I have had for a while now is that I will get the power pocket sort of, you know, set up mentally. I'll think about it as I'm doing my X step, my extension, even if I'm doing it standstill, I'm preparing for the power pocket, right? By keeping that elbow up. Then what ends up happening is I over rotate my shoulders and then my elbow, my throwing elbow drops down. And so honestly, what ends up happening is my power pocket goes from being a box coming out of my chest to a, a, the shape of a box going down my chest. And so it goes from being out and flat to down and flat. So it's a complete change of angle. Sorry if you can hear my dogs in the background there. A complete change. And that is all because that throwing elbow drops. And when that throwing elbow drops, you rotate faster. And instead of the disc coming out, it comes, it kind of gets pulled through off your line and you end up not throwing with your power pocket and you lose all the power and momentum and energy that you were creating. So the first thing you wanna to do to form it, it's going to be one of the easiest things to do is practice getting and keeping that elbow up. Now, the elbow doesn't have to be above your shoulder, it doesn't have to be going into, your, you know, up towards your chin or anything like that. We want it to be lower than your shoulder, but it should still look as if you're looking out like I am now, like it's, you know, fairly flat, box coming out of your chest. You don't want it to be pointing towards the ground. You want your elbow pointing out away from you. That's gonna be the most important thing to do because when you just naturally do that, your arm is going to form this 90 degree angle and that's the next thing you want. The This power pocket needs to come into this 90 degree angle. If you come in closer than 90 degrees, meaning you're looking at a, you know, a 60, 70 or even a 45 degree angle, what ends up happening is that disc now doesn't have space between, there is no space between the disc and your chest. So what's gonna happen is on your extension, you're either going to hit your chest, which is one of my symptoms, one of my issues on the occasional throw, or you're going to end up rounding so that you avoid hitting your chest. So we don't want it to come inside that 90 degrees, otherwise you're going to cause other issues in your throat. We also, on the flip side, don't want it to be super open. You don't want your arm to be completely straight out in front of you because then you're not forming a box. It's just this kind of L-shaped thingamajig, right? So we definitely want to be keeping it around that 90 degree spot, maybe, you know, more, maybe like 90 to 100 or 110. You know, if you like a little bit more open, someone like Seppo Pai, you throws with a little bit more open form like that. Totally fine. Just don't make it smaller than that 90 degrees. One thing that will help with this uh, power pocket shape is having a light curl in your wrist. Now, if we open our wrist up completely, what tends to happen is if we're reaching out, you know, our fingers and hand kind of open up past our wrist, like the actual joint. When you're holding a disc, it, might, it can be kind of easy to where you're holding it that the disc kind of sticks out from your arm and so what you end up doing, for those of you who are watching, I'll show you here with the disc that I have near me. You know, if I'm, you know, just kind of holding it, I can hold it kind of out in front of my wrist like this, or I can put a slight curl in my wrist so that the disc stays inside the power pocket. When the disc stays inside the power pocket, that's going to help you generate the whip and the snap 
with your momentum, with the cascading effect as these bioefficiencies come through that we've mentioned before on this show and we'll continue to mention in future episodes that's going to help the disc snap out of your hand. And in all of this, the next thing that you want to do is keep your shoulders still, okay? Um, I mentioned earlier, I tend to early uh, over-rotate or early rotate that before the disc is has come into the power pocket, my back shoulder and my front shoulder are kind of flip-flopping and they're rotating too soon and the disc goes off my line and it, it turns into what looks like a grip lock when really what it is is I just rotated too quickly on the torso. So we want to keep those shoulders still. Let the lower body get that disc coming across your chest. You want to be able to, you want to see the disc coming across your chest and then you want it to basically leave your hand before you even look. And the only way to do that, before you even look down the fairway, the only way to do that is to keep those shoulders still as you bring your off arm in, as your hips and your lower body and your core really engage and initiate the throw. And then your back and your shoulders, as the disc you know, is coming across your chest and as it leaves your hand, that's when you start getting that upper body rotation, creating that lag effect that we want in our throw. So as you're seeing here, there's a lot of timing aspects, even with the power pocket. So that is how you form it. Elbow up, elbow square, 90 degrees, wrist lightly curled, and keep your shoulders still. Now here's the thing. This power pocket is a moment in your throw. It is not something that even if you do your walk up with it and then you step away from it for your extension, the actual part of your throw is for a moment. I even have the door closed and I can hear them. I'm sorry. So you don't want to hold it for very long. You're not trying to overemphasize this movement. It is just a moment. So that is how to get the power pocket. Now, after the power pocket, my apologies. <laughs> just one second. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> okay, so what happens after the power pocket? The thing we want to happen here is that as soon as it comes into the power pocket, we want it to leave. That is where power comes. If you hold the power pocket for too long, you're going to lose all the momentum that you have built and created from the lower body up into your throat. So the most important thing is that you, in a sense, get out of that power pocket as quick as possible. Because when you do that, that's going to create the power, the distance that you want, the, the spin, the velocity, okay? You're also going to uh, be able to dial in that accuracy. And when you keep those shoulders still and everything starts running smoothly, you're going to have um, this sort of lag effect happening on your throw as you start to do all these things. So that's what's going to happen after a power pocket. Basically, the disc is gonna come out of your hand and you are going to hit your follow through. So there we have it, everybody. That is the disc golf backhand power pocket. I hope you learned something new about that. I hope it gave you something to work on uh, over the next couple of weeks. If you need help with this skill, please DM me on Instagram 
or on Discord, and I'd be more than happy to help you set up a free coaching call. So go ahead and do that. And now, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we don't have a disc review, but I wanna encourage you, head to OTB Discs. They've been uploading tons of new discs over the last couple of weeks. A lot of new stuff going up there. If you wanna get anything, go to OTB Discs and use discount code GladiatorDG for free shipping. Alrighty, the last part of our show is talking about pro sponsorships. Now, here's the thing. We've had a lot of players leave. A couple players have gone to TSA, Thought Space Athletics, and we will touch on that later You know, in, uh, in season two because the big thing right now, at the time of this recording, we don't know who Eagle is going to and we don't know who Gannon is going to. Now, we have some theories. The theories out there are Eagle to MVP, and if you've been following, they've had six posts right now, and on the right side of those posts, you can see an MCM, which to me is like McMahon. So, I mean, if you can read, you can kind of figure that out, to be honest. So, looks like Eagle's going to go to MVP. Maybe the, uh, the theories about him being streamlined and building up that part of uh, MVP's uh, company, one of the three sister companies, I guess you might call them, could be uh, could be true. The other thing is a lot of people are thinking Gannon is going to Discmania. We haven't heard anything. We've seen him trolling on a lot of MVP's posts. So we'll see what happens with all of that. But those things will be covered in season two, episode one, when everybody, hopefully by that point, you know, end of February, beginning of March, they should all be on their teams by then. I imagine they will be. I imagine within the next week or two, they will be. We will highlight all the major moves that would have that happened and uh, touch on anything new that might be coming up. So we will talk about that in Season 2, Episode 1. Guys, that is all that I have for you here as we wrap up Season 1, Episode 38. That is, uh, that, it is insane, but it is also so much fun. Thank you so much for coming along this journey with me. 38 episodes in one year. I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, for somebody in their first year doing podcasting, I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you've subscribed and followed the show so that way you can be notified of updates. Make sure you follow Gladiator Disc Golf on on all social media. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm so excited for season two. Stay tuned for the next few weeks as I pump out some coaching content and instructional content to help you improve your game. And make sure that you go and teach somebody how to play disc golf this week. Head out to the course. I'm heading out with a friend on Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me. Woo. I'm heading out with a friend on Saturday to go play disc golf for the first time in two weeks. I'm super excited about that. Cannot wait to do that. Make sure you head out and go play this weekend as well. And until next time, everybody, have a great round.